me, you damn dirty ape! It has been a while since we've heard that awesome, awesome ape awesome. sound. Oh, it's so cool at the end. But here we are, so TGIF. Cool. Thank God it's Friday. And with all of that, uh, yeah, it's been a while since we ended up doing this. If you haven't listened to one of our TGIFs, we picked a couple books here and, you know, go ape with it. As Eric says, go one ape. of the reasons we're doing that this week is because we have that kind of back and forth. We have the spooky books of the night terrors, and then we also have some of the regular books still continuing on, including what we're talking about tonight, Batman Inc. number 10 and also Spirit World number 3. But in the meantime, on our Patreon, we have our weekly Badass Patreon Spotlight, and those are two books picked by the Badasses of the Get Fresh crew for a Patreon-only show, and they ended up picking Teen Titans, well, World's Finest Teen Titans number 1, and Unstoppable Doom Patrol number 4, so we figured, well... We got two of the four regular books out of the way. Why don't we have a TGIF? And we'll get so the we other ones. So we keep the main show spooky. Yeah, we want the main show during the summer ween to be spooky as all but get up there. The thing is, we're trying really hard from the first week of Night Terrors. Now we're in the second week of Night Terrors. Like, we want that main show just to be spooky, and that's it. How long do you think we're going to be able to keep that up with what they're bringing out each and every week of DC Comics? This week. I don't know what comes out next week. I'm like, does a bunch of books come out next week? or all I, of a sudden, I don't even know. Night Terrors over here as well. Well, we have a couple things that I know will be coming up at one point. But if we end up having, well, actually, what would really screw it up is if some of the Night Terrors books end up getting picked by the badasses. That might screw up a lot of things then. But we'll see. Maybe the badasses have our back that way. But all we of a sudden, have here's a TGIF. All of a sudden, here we have a five book spooky night terror section on the main show, and also Cyborg. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about, and also <laughs> Superboy, Man of Tomorrow. Yeah. Right? You're like, oh my goodness gracious! If that happens, all Eric, works hey, together. It happens now. In all of this, I had one person ask me, "Well, what about the Bat manga with the Jokers? The Joker what about Batman it? manga?" I'm like. I, I wish that you would get involved with that, but you don't yeah, write. Me too. You don't read not. right to left. You don't like no. it. I, I was actually talking to Gray from Wakazashi's Tea House, telling him that you pretty much go with the idea if it doesn't have colors, you, you feel like you're ripped off. <laughs> so you, it doesn't matter anything. It's you always say that. that. To me. It's just it's not why finished. do I need a diluted version of characters I love and a weird freaky story and a weird gimmicky kind of style that I don't care about with my main continuity hey, DC listen. comics. Don't spoil Night Terrors number one, Eric. Please, don't <laughs> spoil that ahead of time. Oh, and then you also, mean the why manga. would I want to read that manga? Because from what you told me last night, one story is about Superman eating shit. And I'm like, I don't need that in my life. We don't need that either. But I think that the Joker one is actually Thesis. a better play at almost the same exact thing that Matthew Rosenberg was trying to do with the Night Terrors Joker, which not And did it work fan. for him? No, it didn't in my a lot so of why people. Why do I think want to do did. something else? Well, that's the thing. Well, what do you want to do something and actually make it better? It's better. You you do want something if it's better. Uh, with that, we'll be talking about that. And I say we, it's me and Luke Hollywood. We're gonna do it for our manga Monday show. So there you go. If, if anybody wants to listen you to that, it. you can go to the Manga Monday show. Now, this is going to be sometimes we'll do the Friday night show. As like an early access, tack it on to the regular show. But what, like we said, it's a TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. So this will be separate. And if you are, say, watching this on YouTube and you're not aware of how things work or whatnot, we will still have our regular show, obviously, this week, as we said, the spooky deal. And 
yeah, just check things out, see how things are. A lot of people on YouTube haven't out. really listened to us, so I don't know. Maybe they're in for a shock sometimes when they do, but I think people are getting used to your nonsense at least. You're the well, one with the nonsense. I've been doing this for a better part of a decade at this point. Like Maybe they'll be used to you on YouTube by now. Eric, that's why I wanted to bring that up, because a lot of people, when they talk to me, especially on the YouTubes, they're like, oh, man, you should read this, or are you going to read that? And I don't think they realize that we've actually been doing this for about a decade now without any week off either, which is crazy. But here we are. That's where you go ape. They might get I, used I think to we're crazy, right? They might. So we'll see. We'll see if they do. But we have two books, as we said away, here. Boy. And this is the, well, it was more for them, not for you. I'm telling you, <laughs> I just think that they think you're nonsense is what's going on. I just love Fair enough. We just lost two subscribers. They said you had jerk-off voice is what well, they that was said. True. I know it is. It's with me as well. But we're going to start with Batman Incorporated number 10. Now, this is a book that me and you have liked for a bit. I didn't really love the first arc. I thought it was a little crowded. It's funny I say that. Then we kind of get crowded again once we have nice the stuff, Joker stuff. But I actually think that the character work is being done a little better than what we had in the first part. I'm still worried, and one of my theories may have gone down the tube, so I don't know. We didn't see the body get, you know, disposed of. So I What's still think that might mean? somebody come and really check on him. I mean, he ends okay. up going down. They're yelling. I think there might still be a play there. We'll, we'll no, talk about that when we get to it. But Batman Incorporated, number 10, is written by Ed Brisson with art by John Timms, Michelle Bandini, David LaFuente. And that's what I said earlier before we started recording that I might surprise you. Three artists on this book, and I did not actually even no, I didn't notice, notice it all. Notice Rex Locus and Clayton Coles as well. So we have all this going on. We have the whole Joker Incorporated. It felt weird with what's going on with the Joker and the regular continuity of how it is actually the Joker involved. We talked about this before, and I thought about it again, especially now with Night Terrors, all this. Not that that's connected into this. Or is the foe Joker? Well, I still kind of wish that the main Joker wasn't involved at all. But when we get into this, we do start with uh, our favorite guy, Peixi, where he's in... The China, Batman of China. The Batman of China. He's going after his sister, Alpaca. That's his the Joker. The Joker of China. And every time we do anything with him, I do kind of, I don't know, pine for the new Superman book again. And I do like where when we had it with uh, Gene Wen Yang, where he changed the color if it was Mandarin. I kind of like that. I wish that they continued that here just because it was a thing there. But it's okay. I don't know. The thing is, the idea of pining for the new Superman series and everything involved that I'm like, I don't know. I think, you know, Beijing breaking out of that whole thing, being over here, might be doing him some good because in that book, he was kind of tubby. Here, he is stacked. Well, the time has come. He got himself a bow flex. He might have done intermittent fasting. Eric, I just wanted to get to the point in that book that we actually had that Justice League of China that we never really got. I just want to learn more about the Green Lantern Academy. Yeah, that would have been cool, too. But in this, you end up, Beijing comes to talk to Alpaca. Go home, Beijing, before you get hurt. Yeah, and then pretty much when things go down, Alpaca says, listen, brother, you start beating up my guys, I'm killing other people, so you better stop all this. Now, remember... Tit for tat like that, huh, sis? It is, yeah, sis. The, the whole play of this, though, is pretty interesting. That's the thing I'm most interested in about, because even if he walks away, she, she's going to die. She has that bomb implanted And again, there's that the thing Joker. in there, the, the idea of the bomb, because in the previous issue, it seemed like a big deal. It's like, okay... You have this really lethal Joker gas bomb that's been implanted in all of the Jokers across the land at this point in time. And the only way to stop them is for the Batman Incorporated team to go individually or paired off in teams 
and take these people out. When I say take these people out, I mean kill these jokers of all these lads. And this issue, though, it's like, all right, no, it's just not this joker guess. It's also just a bomb that could be easily disposed of by having a hole in the ground. Yeah, and it seems like now it's kind of individual. Like, each one might have a different way of doing it, the way they spell it out, and that kind of is lame. Because then you can kind of, you know, make it work any way you want. So that is kind of bullcrap. But I do like the idea that Beishi wants to save his sister, but to do that, he almost has to kill her, but then they could try to figure it out. The big play here, though, is there has been people who have figured it out. You might be able to stop it. We just have to find that out as we go forward. But yeah, then we go to Melbourne, Australia, Melbourne. Eric, as we say. It's pronounced Melbourne. So you end Not up with me. Wingman. You're saying it wrong. You have the Wingman and the Dark Ranger, I guess, is there with that. And yeah, I thought that Wingman was Batman. And he seems to be dead. I know that well, there's the not a lot of have. time to check it. but No, we don't have a lot of time. We have Corvus Crow, this Joker over here, who just killed Wingman in the previous issue for like a big, like, I don't even remember if it was the cliffhanger, but it should have been if it wasn't. The idea that Wingman here, though, the character of Wingman has always been somebody like an Eric the Red over in the X-Men comics, where it's always occupied by somebody who has a different persona. Previously in Batman Incorporated with Grant Morrison, it was, you know, Jason Todd. And then during the Red Hood and the Outlaw series, it was Willis Todd. Jason Todd's father was just Wingman for absolutely no reason at all, just to have a mystery that never made sense. And in this one, they're like, hey, you're still Willis Todd. We know that. And like, but do we know that? Because we want to think with everything that's going on with Ghostmaker being a part of the, like, you know, the leader of the team now and the such choices that he might make because he's Ghostmaker. You and I both want to think this is Bruce Wayne in disguise to keep an eye on what's going on with his Batman Incorporated. So let's just hope that at this point in time, Wingman is not dead. Just a little, just a little taking a nap right now before he gets back up and reveals that he is Batman because you, you can't just kill off Wingman with all the ideas that you and I had running through our heads about what Batman Incorporated was this whole time. And so do you think at the end of this that Dark Ranger is dead? Yes, Dark, Dark Ranger, Ranger jumps is dead. into that hole. So I want this to be Bruce Wayne still. Jump up and go, aha, it's me, Batman. Oh, where is he? Oh, shit, oh, no. he's dead. Like, Dark Ranger, my now, best bro. The, the problem with me thinking that's still Bruce Wayne is I'm worried because now it feels like he has kind of let people die. By it, It's not his fault. I mean, he's out cold, right? He's bleeding out, whatever. But still, if he's just hanging Again, around the side. You say that. Say, How many people has Batman let die in his crusade against yeah, crime? Yeah, but it feels weird. Like, he's like, yeah, I was just punking you. Wait, wait, wait. I want to see where Dark Ranger is so I can show how great. Oh, he's dead. So, yeah, it's a shame. But I still hope that maybe that is the case because all of this going on, the Joker's doing this because he doesn't think that this team is worthy enough, and this is a great play. That's why I like this overall. And it isn't even the idea of being worthy, because what he wants them to do is going against anything that Batman would do. So it even goes against the idea of not being worthy enough. You're not doing your own thing enough. It's well, what you're doing, Well, here's the thing. Worthy or whatever, if they kill anybody, they're off the team, and Batman will never talk to them again. So that's, that's why, why it's I Ghostmaker Incorporated it. after issue twelve. No. That's why I like when even El Gaucho, you know, says this is what he's trying to do. He's trying to make us do something that makes Batman hate us, and we're done. We're going to be cut loose, and that's kind of seems like what the Joker wants to do. It's a cool play. You have El Gaucho, who is one of the most popular Batman Incorporated characters, who's been butting heads with Ghostmaker this entire time about leadership and how he's doing things. But those are the two that pair off. But all this time, El Gaucho is spending the entire issue saying, look, we can't go and kill people. We got to find another way. We're all inspired by Batman. And Batman's one thing is he don't kill people. So we can't do it either. And then like 
why is Ghostmaker allowing El Gacho to continue on with him? Because it seems like Ghostmaker has like, you know, a one track mind. Like, I'm a murder all the jokers I see because Ghostmaker's here. Maybe the problem is, is that Ghostmaker, he's like one of those guys. He can't control himself. He's a heroin addict. Well, maybe you have to. Maybe you have to have a guy with you that is against the heroin to keep you from crossing the line. Maybe he's doing that because he keeps saying... Well, you just got to talk that guy into doing heroin with you. Yeah, well, that might happen with El Gaucho. They're both going to go to the heroin den, is what we're saying. But Which all equals in murder. all here, I do like that idea that El Gaucho is trying, you know, to get, you know, the ghost maker to keep on that beaten path. Listen to my rhetoric about how we don't kill people because we're Batmans. Though I'll give you some credit, I'll give El Gaucho some credit because he wanted to lead the team, just let Ghostmaker go and kill people, and then tell him tattle, go get a hold of Batman. See, this is how you try to get a hold of life. That's You're the happens. bat. That's now. how you get ahead. You, you go, hey, look at him. But when you have all this going down, you do have most of the characters trying to figure out. Most of Batman Incorporated are trying to figure out other ways. They are trying to figure out what. Is kind of non-lethal. I mean, we're going to have a death of one of Joker Incorporated, but it's on him. He's blowing up. Yeah, so while that's going on, which is pretty cool, and I do like the art throughout this. Oh, no, it's it's really good. Go to Norwich, England, and then you get Die Laughing, which I I love the name, and uh, (laughs) I don't like him and this scene well die laughing such a weird Listen, joker if you of say England. melbourne i'm saying norwich so there uh, take that honestly, we'll see it probably is norwich i don't know i'm I just making know. things up at this point in time like you are it's norwich england is how they say it the england i learned melbourne you? from rose from black pink it has to be right it has to be right this is the problem you don't listen to k-pop you don't read manga you'll never know you'll <laughs> never know tsunami yes, because of all those unsubscribes about the manga thing, because you can't see a name right. Exactly. Yeah, I can't. And I don't know how to say <laughs> these names. What do, you, what do I look, Japanese? Yeah, I'm more of the K-pop from Korea. So, yeah, when we go to Norwich. But, but we're Norwich. in Norwich. We're in Norwich, though. We have <laughs> Die Laughing, which seems to be our big kind of linchpin situation where Batman Incorporated might find a way to get, you know, a way to accomplish this without the Joker's plan of murdering all the other Jokers across the world. Die Laughing is just sitting there waiting for Grey Wolf and Knight to finally show up. And this character is somebody who does not want to play along with the Joker because even though he is a Joker himself, which honestly just means he wears track pants as a big muscle man and has a red goofy nose. So I'm telling you, this guy is barely a clown. So I, I have no idea how he's a part of this. He just looks like a muscle man. I'll explain how he is a clown, Eric, because if you ended up Getting wrong turn and giving him a mustache and a goatee is right there. It's die laughing. He kind of looks like wrong turn. And what, steroids as well? Yeah, well, yeah, you'd have to get him in a little better shape still. But, yeah, I like the idea, though. Like, he doesn't want to play with the Joker, but that doesn't mean he's He's already removed his bomb outside of all of this, too. And he's not just, though, going to give Knight and Grey Wolf, like, every bit of Because he's still got to be an asshole. Yeah, he's still a joker, which means he's an asshole. Uh, I like he's just there leaning back. I wish that chair fell over. That would make me laugh so much. That's just That's a big crack. That's the joke. I'm the pratfall clown. Oh my god, die laughing. Uh, but you end up where they do find him, and they want to know, you know, how why'd you lead us here? How did you get out? What's going on? And you, you go from there, and I, again, it's the big, seemingly the linchpin of all of this because he kind of knows how to get rid of these bombs and to do that. So it is possible. I don't like him at all. I don't well, like him the one thing bit. Is- even the idea that, like, you have all these different cool-looking jokers, like Dusty Bronco, he's a rodeo clown, you know, and you have, like, mimes in different parts, and even Corvus Crow is kind of like a dark, kind of like, I don't know, an Eric Draven goth clown, but all, all of these characters, for the most part, 
feel more clown-like than die laughing here because all he is, I'm telling you, he's a big thug with a clown nose and all he does here, instead of giving us the answers that we desperately want to know here, he beats the ever-loving shit out of both Grey Wolf and Night and then fucks off. Yeah, and then says, you know, you're on the right track, <laughs> kind of. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but he's not a funny clown. This. No, he's not. He's just, I don't know. Maybe it is his look. I'm just like, I don't know. And die laughing at the way it's spelled. I actually thought he was going to be Indian. That's just me. It sounds like an Indian name to me. But does look it? at this. Yeah, yeah, it does to me. Uh, but this guy. Yeah, huh. But yeah, don't, I, I'm telling you, D A I L. I think it does sound like that. But yeah. you end up after he beats the crap out of both of them. You know, and he says, I'll be waiting for you after you finish the Joker. If you're able to stop all this, I'll still be waiting for you. I'm like, whatever, dude. I mean, there's a lot of things we got to get to till that point. But we do go off to the Great Plains of South Dakota, and it is Dusty Bronco with the best name. It, he still sounds like he's some porn star. It does sound like that to me. And then we also get the Mach 5. Out of well, that's nowhere. the thing is, you have Cloud Hunter and the Batman of Japan all teamed up here. For some reason, they have the Mach 5 from Speed Racer just driving through the dusty plains. I guess it's the play with the Batman of Japan. It's kind of that manga so. anime type deal, and it looks great. And I'm like, oh, man, the, oh, the Mach 5 <laughs> ends up getting blown up. He ends up shooting the you didn't tire. Pu- you didn't push the buttons on the freaking steering wheel to get that yeah, sound that's when what you I jump wanted. up there. Where you're doing that with matchboxes and playing around. But it does look cool. I really do like that. I like where Clown Hunter almost is like, this is a pretty piece of crap deal. And they're but trapped underneath. Well, that's the worst of it, though. You have the Batman in Japan and Clown Hunter. Maybe not the most well-known, like, you know, Batman-esque heroes that you can have going on. But they also have a car. And they're immediately taken out by a rodeo clown on a horse with a six-shooter who just blows her tire out, flips her car in the air, and then pins them underneath the car. I'm like, Maybe out of all of this, we just saw how, you know, die laugh and beat the crap out of Knight and Grey Wolf, no problem whatsoever. But maybe Dusty Bronco is the most powerful Joker in the world right now. I just think it's because you get the Batman from Japan wussing out and saying, don't shoot the horse. That's what happened if he was don't able shoot to shoot the horse. the horse. I like where Clown Hunter's like, listen, I'm not a monster. I'm like, ah, I don't know. But yeah, that kind of gives them that little bit of time then to shoot out the wheel, which it really upset me. I'm telling you, it, it, it is the Mach 5. There's yeah. no way you're just shooting out the tire of the Mach 5. It would do some crazy thing and have another tire there. Look, you got you to push a button for that to happen. Push the button, then. That's all he needs to do. The thing goes flying. It's like he pushed the wrong button. thing launches in the air. Oh, God. But they're trapped underneath. And Dusty Bronco pretty much is like, man, that was a disappointment. I'm going to now shoot and you I guys agree. all in the face. And I, I thought so, too. I wish that we had more. Of then, then we go to Gay Paris, and you end up and and even this, this has been the same Charles thing with Charles de Gaulle, which I do like that name. But him saying like, okay, everybody, he's always telling them there's a little delay. It's like Axel Rose is is coming out for the show. It's going to take hours and hours. Stop with your nonsense. You're just going to kill him. I like that. All these people who are tied up are like. I don't really care about a show anymore. I just want to get the hell out of here. But you say that, I'm like, you know what? Take all the time you need, need Charles to go because I don't really want to see the show right now. Yeah, I, I love the idea. Like they're all tied up. Before, remember, they were just kind of standing around. And I said, I, I don't know if they really think there's still a show going on here. But now at least they're tied up. But this whole play again, you have to keep remembering whatever they're going to do or not do. They're also going to blow up. And yeah. you got to stop that. And so. in some form, because now in this issue, it changes from the previous one. So who knows what's actually going to happen? Maybe Confetti's going to shoot out of his freaking neck. I don't know. 
actually, I just think they're going to have a tweet that goes viral. Razor blade confetti. They're blowing up on the Twitters, Eric, is what they mean here. And, you know, that gets you in trouble. But you have all this going down. And again, everybody is being told by ghosts. Maker, you got to kill them. Kill them. There's nothing else you can do. You're not going to have time. Just if you have a chance, you must kill them. Wow. Look, I hear what you're saying, Ghostmaker, but I'm going to find a different way, guy. Yeah, I'm like, oh, what are you doing? But I do like He's the doing chopper. Batman stuff. The chopper driving deal of El Gaucho. Look at him. He looks badass there. I like where is. you do have that deal where Ghostmaker, he's like got the souped up, you know, crotch rocket. He's full up in the front. But there's just lazy air. Why did I say lazy? It's more like he's just lounging out El Gaucho, just sitting there and just keep saying, you can't do this. We have to follow Batman's deal. We have to, you know, for a fact that if, in fact, that wingman is Bruce Wayne Batman and he's listening to all this, he hears it. You know, at the end, Ghostmaker's just going to say that nonsense of, well, I was just testing him. Oh, yeah. I was pushing them to do this so that they would think a different way and go again. I had to be the enemy. Or when we found them and again, in cahoots, I don't that's know. That's the thing is, too. I don't know if I'd actually want that because this feels like more of a ghost. Because that's one of the things that was the problem with Batman Incorporated with Ghostmaker being the, like in charge of it now where he is just instead of being the lethal Ghostmaker, the scourge of the criminal world like everywhere. He's just a Batman light at this point. Who like he's been handicapped from what he can do. So I, if Batman does confront him and he says like, "I was just testing him, guy. I wasn't going to do no harms whatsoever." I'm like you just you know nerfed him even harder than he was before. You blow up and you say that my way's right and your way's wrong, Bruce. Yeah, I don't think this is going to last too long anyway. Uh, the sales aren't great, so when it does end, I think Ghostmaker says, "Screw you, Batman. I'm going to go back to my own thing and disappear for a while." And I thought that well, from Batman the beginning. Versus Ghostmaker. Yeah, I think that he just disappears then. If you keep having things that don't work, you can't just keep having things that don't work. And this really isn't selling. We like it, but it's not selling very well. And I really don't hear many people talking about it. It's a shame because I still think it's pretty good. But you then go back to Dark Ranger, who he figures out a way. I didn't exactly know what he was doing at first. He ends up hey, deciding. Corvus Crow, I'm going to throw a bomb on the ground. You keep think that's going to do something. It blows up a hole. He throws Corvus Crow into the hole. He jumps on top of it. Both Corvus Crow and Dark Ranger are now dead. I'm like, all right, huh? you did you did make sure that there were no casualties from this like explosion that was coming out of Corvus Crow. I guess that worked, but I don't know. For some reason, I needed that gigantic gas bomb that we had before that seemed like an actual threat to anybody that was around in like a, like a three-block radius or whatever it was. Yeah, and even then, they even spell out, like, you're going to have to take them down this whole radius. But still, it's not that big a crater. I mean, these people are all tied to this tree. It seems odd, but yeah, it just ends up being a bomb. And oh, like that's good. In. Thank God the people were tied to the tree five feet away from the giant explosion. They're fine. You know, the explosion then, it melted the rope. <laughs> the rope caught on fire and they got away. They're just like, just think of these schmucks. They're there tied to a tree, a big explosion, and another dead Batman Incorporated guy, maybe, in the stream. And it's like, I'm getting the hell out of here. Uh, but it, it is kind of a, a cool sacrifice. But poor Dark Ranger, we hardly knew ye. But yeah, yeah, he ends honestly, up doing him. We hardly knew ye. Yeah, we. His real big thing in this was the yellow wingman of who he is. That's all he was doing most of the time. But the Batman of Australia is dead. R.I.P. Everybody. Moment of silence. Yeah. So we go back and again. There's where El Gaucho. Now they're having casualties. Now there's bad things going on. And the Joker does come on and say, "Oh my God, it's two to two now." He's keeping track. 
And then the next one is Alpaca. So the big play is that she is going to blow up if you don't end up doing things. And then also you get, uh, what's his name? Dusty, Dusty Bronco, Bronco as well. So Which finally everybody- it builds up to a big thing because previously we had Dusty Bronco kill the Man of Bats, who was the father of Raven Red, the newest member of Batman Incorporated. Man of Bats had been like, you know, retired at this point in time. Dusty Bronco killed him. So now Raven Red, his son, is looking for a little bit of revenge and he's here to thankfully take on Dusty Bronco before he has the chance to kill the Batman of Japan and Clown Hunter. So this is pretty much the main event right here. I'm I say that, but you're going to have like the other bigger Three Batman Incorporated characters do this, but you want to see this bit of revenge now. Like you want to see what this new character Raven Red is going to do. Is he going to stand up and be a Batman and not take a life or is he just going to go over the top and be a ghost maker and take revenge for the death of his father? And the fun play of this is there's Raven Red, right? He threw it, it, it on a buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kick ass, right? But if Raven Red kills, okay, it, it's not really that crazy a thing. It would work for the story. But the thing is, this: what are we going to have from Raven Red five years from now? This isn't El Gaucho. If we have a Batman Incorporated book after this, they're just going to go back to the classic team anyway. If we have something five, six years from now. But Man of Bats is part of the classic team and he's dead. Well, there's, or is he? I thought that he, he was is. still in a coma. I thought that he was still in a coma. I thought he died for whatever reason. I thought that he was just still kind of, we'd have to see. He does say, you know, what you did to my father, but I swear, I thought he was still in no, a no, coma. No, no, it makes sense because we had him at the hospital there. We had like, you know, Clown Hunter there, the Batman of Japan. Everybody was just kind of like, you know, watching over. But for some reason, it was like, it was, it was more drastic in my mind because I don't know. Maybe I wanted to be. Maybe I'm the sick fuck. I think you are. Maybe you're one of Joker Incorporated. But again, I wanted that rodeo clown to kill that Native American Batman. I know you're there with Raven Red, but is he your favorite character? Do we know that much? I don't think anybody's going to get upset if he ends up killing. I couldn't tell you who my favorite characters of Batman Incorporated because they are all just lesser Batman who I enjoy to pretty much the same degree. Again, you can add five others like this. Uh, To me, though, again, I'll point out anytime I start arguing with you about characters like this, you'll remind me how many people Damien's killed. You'll remind me of that. This is just one guy. And again, what will probably happen, he'll probably slice and dice Dusty Bronco, who won't die anyway. He'll just be on the verge of death and then whatever, and he'll get his come up. Oh, boy, I've been taking horns from bulls left and right. You think your little jabby jab is going to stop the old Dusty Bronco? Oh, the Dusty Bronco. He don't die. He multiplied. But yeah, at the end, you end up where it really looks like, you know, Raven Red's going to kill him. He's so well, mad. Somebody's going to have to stop him, and maybe it'll be Clown Hunter that stops him. Well, maybe it'll him. just be the know. worst thing ever, where, like, you know, you put Man of Bats into a coma, Raven Red's, I want revenge, and then he kills Raven Red as well. <laughs> just everybody's dead. Maybe, like, he slices, he slices Dusty Bronco. Dusty Bronco's bleeding out and then shoots him right in the head. So they both die. It evens up, Eric, in the end. But, yeah, at the end here, you do... Again, have Dusty Bronco, you know, and then they're going to end up facing off. You have Ghost Hunter with El Gaucho. El Gaucho just running after him, yelling nonsense. Let us find another way. And then you have Beishi going, and that's the thing. This where you have Ghostmaker and El Gaucho. They're there with Beishi, and this they want to kill El This Pac. is the worst plan ever because we have to stop Alpaca from whatever she's about to do as a part of the whole Joker Incorporated plan. We go to China with Gal Gaucho and Ghostmaker and Beiji wanting to protect his sister. You're going to have to kill me first if you want to get to her. And I'm sick. I just imagine the next issue open up and Ghostmaker kills <laughs> Beiji in front of us on the first page and just keeps walking because I like Beiji. I like the Batman of Japan. 
but he is no Batman or Ghostmaker. And he's like, you're going to have to kill me first. I'm like, shut the fuck up, guy. Don't say that to him. I think then I'll package it. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how it plays out. But it's still interesting enough. You just, again, you're reminded of how many different things are going on. You keep jumping, jumping, jumping. So you can't really sit you have a with shit ton one of characters. thing. Yeah, you can't sit with one thing because... I think the Dusty Bronco Raven Red thing is really good. I like the Peiji and Alpaca stuff. The other stuff is kind of, eh, you know, it's okay. Die laughing. Okay, he shows you something The most important part of the be. book in my mind, and I didn't care about it at yeah, all. Yeah, I didn't care about that either. And then once you have Dark Ranger jump into the hole and blow Boom. up, I'm like, all right, at least we're getting some of these characters out of the book, right? We're thin well, that's the thing. It's like, all right, Dark Ranger's dead. I'm trying to, like, you know, somehow lean into the panel and look around. What's that wingman up to? Is he still alive? Yeah, like, hey, yes. What, what's going on? I, I was waiting to have him, like, in the very distance. You see him untying people. Oh, he was alive, but no. He is in and the If he just turns we'll out to be to Willis see. Todd, the father of Jason Todd, I'm going to be so disappointed because there's no reason for Willis Todd to be on this team as the wingman. I know. It'll, it'll drive me nuts. But what do you think? Uh, what's your score at the end? I enjoy the art in this a lot, and I like the concept. It's just with all the stuff that's going on with all the Batman Incorporated characters and the Joker Incorporated characters, I never feel like I have enough time per issue to really sink my teeth in anything, especially for how much we're jumping with all the different situations. So, And even when we have it now, it's like, well, we got to start going somewhere. So what we told you in the last issue is going to happen. And we're changing that up because we need the casualties, but we can't have everybody else die. So this is what's going on here. And it could be anything anywhere and different. I'm like, all right, you're taking the stakes out because you need to thin the herd here because you're running out of time for your own story. So I'm going down to a 6.8. I sit down, but a 6.8 out of 10 for this because there's still enjoyable moments for this whole thing. I, I like the characters a lot. And I think the Joker Incorporated characters are actually cooler than they have any right to be. And I'd like to see more of them at some point somehow, but I doubt that'll ever happen. It's just that. I just get pulled out of the story because every time I find myself being interested, I move on to a new part. And then I wonder, am I going to get back to that? And maybe I will. And it won't be as cool. I just, I just can never feel like I'm ever engaged enough with this book right now. Yeah. And that was my problem when we started because I didn't know the new characters. We had a bunch. And at one point, I mean, they even spell it out in this. We don't even, I can't keep track of Beishi's even on the damn team half the time. We thought he was. Well, Taka said he was kicked off. And now they're going back with him being kicked off because he was sent away. So that makes sense, but it's just odd. And yeah, I wish that we had more, you know, a more of a focus, more of a limited deal where we had just a couple characters that we could deal with. Because this Joker Inc. thing, it's pretty cool, but there's just too many characters. So like well, you it's, said, it's you a weird situation. Swiping. Because we even added new characters with Grey Wolf, who was part of the Lex Luthor Incorporated, Batman Incorporated situation. So we add him to the team. And at the end of the day, for some reason, it's, it's, as crazy as it sounds, I would just want it to be a Ghostmaker Clown Hunter book. Yeah. And maybe, you know, I mean, El Gaucho is kind of cool to have him He's all right. But... What's he doing, though? He's just sitting in the back there well, looking cool, saying, saying, we can't what kill can people. What can he do? They, they don't have enough room to have more things going on. So you have El Gaucho just running after Ghostmaker yelling. Well, you can't kill, you can't kill. But like you said, and people complained at the very beginning of this Batman Incorporated that instead of giving us Ghostmaker a unique character that they did do a lot of background with, you ended up having Chip Zdarsky doing stuff in that Batman book, the the night deal and leading up into this and all the stuff Tyna did. But this book makes you think that they're trying to make him more like Batman, which is not what you really need. So by the end, I think he ends up slicing and dicing. I'm 6'5". I'm a little more slicing negative. Slicing and dicing what? Beiji? Yeah, anybody. He's just going to get in a fight. Him and Batman will probably end up fighting. If Batman does show up, they'll fight. He'll leave. I'm telling you, you know, this eh? book ends. We got a night terror. We continue on. We have a story arc in the main Batman book where it's Batman versus Ghostmaker. 
Yeah, I don't think that that'll yeah, put the rivalry to rest. Happen. But again, I don't think that that's going to get many people that excited uh, this far in the game, even though Chip Zdarsky did do some of that work to, you know, set that back in the day stuff. So maybe he would do it. But I, I don't know. It'd probably do better than Night Terrors, maybe. Yeah, the big, big event, spooky event. But I, once this is done, I think you put Ghostmaker away for a while. What about Clown Hunter? Where will he be? Back right in the alleyway in Gotham. Him and Duke Thomas teaming up for daytime work, part of the Bat family. The signal and Clown Hunter. <laughs> I could just imagine the sales of that. I think really, with all the things we're talking about, a lot of things at DC, they really do have to get back to some basics and stuff like that. You got to get Steph and Cass, Duke Thomas and Clown Hunter put them in their Little Birds of Prey kind of team. Oh, the Little Birds Little of birds. Prey. Little Birds. They got a little tree house. They're doing little stuff. Chicklets. <laughs> the worst. Actually, it might be okay. <laughs> be okay. That'd be kind of fun. We could do that. But yeah, I, like I said, I think that the only reason that a lot of oh, people would be, would be reading this would be because people like Ghostmaker, but nobody's reading this. So I wonder if. Me and you like them, yeah. but does everybody else? Is it somebody who people really like? I don't know. I, they I liked him enough for McFarlane to make an action figure out of him. I don't. I don't have a classic like a regular Wonder Woman yet, but I got a Ghost Maker. They throw money at McFarlane. And remember, though, when Tynan first started, it was Batman versus Ghost Maker. Then, then we're going to get back to that. That'd be kind of weird. But maybe round two. There's worse things. I mean, Gotham War. That's coming up. Maybe this is all to set up him going on. On the side of Catwoman in Gotham War. That'd maybe. be pretty. Now, that would be actually, I think, interesting. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Next? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And it might be. Would people like that? I don't know. Spirit World number three, written by Alyssa Wong with art by Haining, Sebastian Cheng, and Janice Chiang. And in this issue of Spirit World, if you remember, we have Xanthi, Constantine going back to the Spirit World to find Batgirl, who was lost there previously in the series. But we also have these weird things where this this amalgam spirit collective are breaking through the spirit walls and making monster men out of people. But we also got monster men in the spirit world doing weird things. And it's up to our un, our reluctant heroes here to do, find out what's going on and hopefully stop. Because even when Constantine and Xanthi make it back to the spirit world, they're followed through the rift by a, a beast with a thousand eyes until we finally use magic to send it back. But now it's just all back to the idea of we've got to get to the back row. And she's got to figure out for some reason how it is that she's been to the spirit world before, but just doesn't remember. Oh my God, is the two other times that your mother killed you and brought you back to life? Guess what? It is. Yeah, and so you have that. And I actually, for some reason reading this, really thank the Lord that Riley Rossimo wasn't on art here. And at some points, this would have been like a Riley Rossimo book and it would have looked awful. But when you're going through this, I think this issue is better than the last one. We liked the first issue. The second issue got a weird swerve the whole dinner with the mom and dad and it really didn't play out well and and for the, some reason i want to get back scene, to that just because how weird that was and i want to understand the context better but we're i not. don't i never want to get back there they suddenly this dinner appeared out of nowhere right and then they're talking as well, if, the, the mother's some kind of sorcerer knows the sorceress knows all this stuff about the spirit world and how to freaking do magic on people the little sister that was born after xanthi died is she is the actual portal that connects xanthi to the real world before even though they've never met each other before and i'm like i, I don't know what the spirit world is anymore dying at like five or six and the mom's yeah. like right into trying to set her up with a, a doctor that the person that she works with and then also the dead nonsense all that stuff just set it was out of nowhere and where it could have been okay. 
it was never set up. It just happened. And then when you get to this issue and you don't really deal with that, I'm like, I'm just going to pretend that shit was a nightmare. That didn't work. That didn't happen to me, Eric. We're just here. And when they get in, it's okay. It's weird. There's some things in this issue that you feel like, okay, we're getting somewhere. But then it always feels to me like there's a scene missing. There's a setup missing. There's an information bit missing because when they go through this, you know, you have that play. Oh, no. I don't have any more paper to make another sword because this, you know, thing with the thousand eyes, the beast with the thousand eyes grabs the sword. And you even have Cass like, sorry about the sword. It's okay. Oh, no, I can't make any more. Constantine's mad. But then she gets out the trinkets and the things that she has made for other people. That works. I'm like, this is a long extended scene. Well, even the idea of this extended (laughs) scene where we fight back this monster that we know nothing about, or even, I don't even know if we should care about it besides the big tentacle monster coming out of a rift that we have to close up. But when Xanthi's like, look, I don't have my paper sword that I can magic up into a real sword, but what I have is a cooking set that I was sending, bringing back from the real world for a spirit world person to have a cooking set. Now, are you able to magically alter the stuff you have? Because I don't know if the person in the spirit world is a giant, but this is the biggest things a person could have for cooking that's way too big to have. Like the, the idea of like, you know, this giant cleaver well, and stuff. Like, who, who is brandishing this for just a cooking ware? The thing is, though, when she brings it, it's still just made of paper. And then it materializes after she changes it. And I kind of lost track of what exactly we're doing here of going back and forth with the regular world and the spirit world. And then, yeah, you get the biggest walk I've ever seen. Waka waka, right? Like, look, over in the spirit world, obviously we need paper offerings in order to have anything because that's how the spirit world works. Xanthi goes to the real world, gets us some paper bullshit, brings it back. We turn it into real objects. But who needs a gigantic, I'm telling you, this is like Cloud from Final Fantasy VII type of cleaver that she's brandishing right now and the biggest walk you've ever seen in your life. Well, the weird play is she grabs the cleaver and then it gets bigger. When she first grabs it, it just looks like a regular cleaver. I'm still worried about that walk. How many, how much fried rice do they need? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Honestly, you say that, I'm like, all of it because well, it's delicious. I love it. I would love it. You like the beef fried rice, though. I'm more I love of all egg. the fried rice besides for shrimp. I actually like power. shrimp the most. I like shrimp the most, so take that. But, yeah, you end up with this cleaver. Look at that thing. Holy moly. And you end up where while this is going on, then you have, all right, I'm going to use this spell. I'm going to banish this thing. And I thought this was going to be bigger. And then it's just done. But yet. We take a lot of pages. Hey, there's Popo. There's Bowen. Hey, everybody. We're all reunited. Thank God we came out through the rift right where you happen to be at Shen the Broker's place. I'm like, hey, everything's all very convenient, but here we are. It's Batgirl, Xanthi, Constantine, Popo, and Bowen all together trying to figure out what's going on. And now we have to find out from Shen, the demon broker of the afterlife here, about what's going on. But first, you have to give an offering to Shen that he'll accept in order for him to tell you the information that you want to know. For a Batgirl, it's a bite out of her forearm so she could find the memories about how she died because of her mother and was brought back to life. But I'm like, I'm just sitting there, I'm like, which time at this point? And like, why does it even matter? And like, it's just the idea of where we are in the Dawn I of DC now. I think she just now. wants to know. I know, yeah. but it's just like with the Dawn, I mean, like in general, for like just constant continuity reasons, like where are we if, with this character who was reintroduced during the Batman and Robin Eternal series and then, like, kind of, we've gradually kind of given her a little bit more of her backstory for, like, you know, pre-Flashpoint, but not a lot at all. So it's like, because all this took place pre-Flashpoint, so I'm like, how are we going to play with any of this and even fit it into the continuity that DC decided this is a new character, Cassandra Kane, after Batman and Robin Eternal, and make it all work? Yeah, and and the weird play of this is, like, they get there. there's Constantine, he's happy, Cass, I found you, thank God, I knew you'd be okay, let's skedaddle. Let's get the hell out of here. Let's get out. Now, I assume there'll be something a little more 
intricate to actually leave the place, but it seems like Constantine just wants to go. And yet the real big story here is, oh, no, there's some missing neighbors. And it it doesn't feel as big to me for some reason of these people going missing in the spirit world. And then they have to get the answers. And then when you end up going to Shin and says, okay, I need something. I need a piece of your living self, a finger, your teeth, delicacies, or a memory of your family, perhaps. I'll give you all the semen you need, Catman. And and that's the thing. You end up cast just like one bite. I'm like, okay, like. Okay. <laughs> it's weird. Okay. Like, what, what is gonna, like, in that, like, giving a memory away, that's big. Giving, I mean, a, a tooth, maybe not so big, but still, Take just, the, just to, like, drink some of my blood, it doesn't feel, again, like that's that big, that that's something. Now, it may turn out this makes you, you connected or whatnot, but uh, it doesn't kill her. It doesn't do anything. It's just a little bite. And it's then an she offering. ends up remembering things. But again, just it the memory. felt like. It felt like this was something bigger, even when Constantine says, don't deal with, you know, demons, Demons, don't do that. But I don't think it really mattered. And then when you get this, it's all to just get that memory. Oh, my God, my mom killed me and then resurrected. me. All right. And like you said, that's kind of a little, you know, sketchy exactly what that means and how that works in the continuity. But still, it's fine. And then we take a swipe. And this is where I said I was a little confused with the deal, because then all of a sudden I didn't realize we went back. To the apartment and end up having, yeah, yeah, had the neighbor. Like I didn't know what was going on at one point. Didn't even recognize Mr. Hong because we never really set that up. And then you get the big. Well, it's it's hard to recognize this guy without an arm coming out of his mouth. So I get where you're coming from. He's just some guy. That's how you know Mr. Hong. This is not the Mr. Hong that you know. So the big play here is, oh, no, all the wards back at the apartment and our protections on Mr. Hong, they've been taken down. And we have this demon lady coming in to grab him and take well, him. It's, it's, it's a situation that's weird because you're like, you know, you don't like the idea that, look, we can't go back to the, like, like, uh, the real world yet because we have neighbors <laughs> that are you, missing. Constantine's probably like, screw this. I'm out. I mean, the neighbors, like, what no, the I hell agree. does he care? And even the idea that he has cat treats for like, you know, for the, uh, the broker to really get the idea like, oh my God, this is a delicacy. I want this. And all the only reason that he has that. Is because in the first issue, he was watching over a guy's shop who has a shit ton of cats in his. I'm like, that's the only connection we have to this weird little joke three issues. And I'm like, and that's okay. you're playing the long game. And I don't know why you need to play the long game with that. I think most of the people won't even remember that. Like, it, Alyssa Wong did a okay deal. At least that's explained, but not really explained if you don't remember that really no. obscure thing. It, so, all of a sudden, it's just a heavy smoker with cat treats in his jacket pocket. Nah. And it's funny though, like because they just wanna, like me, they want to teleport. It's true. They want to teleport back to the apartment. They have to get there quick, and Shin could do that, but needs something of an offering. And that's where you do end up having Santhi grab the treats from Constantine and say, "How about this? This seems to like be the greatest thing ever." I want Cass to say, "He's a cat man." I want Cass to say, "I'm bleeding over here. Why did you offer half of the treats for me?" Like, why did it have to be me giving you blood? Remember, we're talking about a teleportation spell. This is some heavy-duty shit back. Uh, I think down. it's just the Stop same whining. deal. It's still, I, I actually felt bad for Cass because she's even like, oh, my God, what's going on? But, yeah, they end up, they're going to have to teleport but no, back. But going back, real, though, right? with what you were saying, though, like the idea that, like, missing neighbors is not that big a deal to you, but... When we see this demon lady looking for Mr. Hong, we know in the spirit world that something is taking over people and making them wrong. You know, like Mr. Hong had like a arm growing out of his mouth yeah. for some reason, going all ape shit on, you know, the living. 
but we also have in the real world people being consumed by some spirit stuff that's making them collective monstrosities. Is that connected to that to the, I don't know the if that's Beast of the a Thousand Eyes? Because when you have the when you have the demon lady here, she's got eyeballs all over her titties here. I'm like, is that supposed to be the Beast of a Thousand Eyes as well as the person who's making You're the collective canceled. everywhere? Why is that? Why am I canceled? She got <laughs> titties. So she got eyes all over her titties. titties. Your eyes are on her titties, I think, right? Your well, eyes. Yeah, I, I'm looking at her eyes. That's the problem, though. When you have this, you had that Beast of a Thousand Eyes. You got titty eyes here. You also have that monstrosity and the cult in the regular. None of these feel connected. And when we get back to this, Mr. Han, and here, when you see this big bad, which you assume big bad. Oh, yeah. But nothing nothing has eyes. really been set up to tell me that Titty Eyes is the big bad here. It's just there. Look at her. I know. Well, she shows up like that. But I wanted something to be more clever. Like, oh, my God. That was somebody who was locked away. But the Beast of a Thousand. Like, you want to connect these things. These things seem like they're, but they don't get connected here. And it leaves me kind of wondering what is going on, and are we just going to leave behind the beast with a thousand eyes, the conglomerate? Well, all that stuff. I have to imagine that the collective, the beast of a thousand eyes, everything that's going on in the spirit world right now, with you know neighbors going missing and being taken over by dark magic, with the the enter of the entrance of this lady here with the titty eyes, I have to imagine it's one of those things where everything is connected. That's the whole big deal of the story. But then I have to think. Well, isn't that convenient because everything's connected right where we needed to be at every exactly t- exact turn of the story so far. And some people listening, I want to remind them by asking you a question. How many books of Alyssa Longs have you read? Uh, uh, this, this is it, one. I think. Yeah, that's where I get worried. I have read more and she throws a lot of shit out there and nothing gets connected. That's my biggest worry. Hopefully that's not the case here and we still have three issues left, but I've read Plenty of stuff with her where you'll get things and you're like, oh, my God, this is the perfect connection. This will work. These things seem and then nothing ever comes from it. And we just move on. And that's I'm worried about that. And especially because, like I said, when the <laughs> titty boobs here, titty boobs, I tits comes in. You did it, Jim. You offended everybody. When I tits comes in, you want to make it like this eureka moment of, oh, my God, they're the ones that did this because they opened that and they came in here and, and almost the idea of it being a setup with that beast of a thousand eyes. and the, But it doesn't really connect very well in that. Like when they were chasing. Everything's just all convenient. Remember when they were chasing the the whole thing for the portal, the monster and uh-huh. the trying to the monster. Go, why? If you would have just had that be the way that they got in, because then you could think, okay, that was a trap. This was a big dupe, and they ended up letting them in and doing all this. But the portal was the sister, and I, I don't know how it connects. But in that, you end up having, well, what did you call her, eye tits? You end up where she eye looks tits, like. titty eyes. She looks like, titty eyes looks like, obviously, the big bad ends up with also, like, crazy spider arms and things. All I can think of when I see her too is the bride that we have in the Batman Joker deadly duo. Yeah, that's what it looks like. She knows all the things that the dead tell her are actually buried with (laughs) nonsense. So yeah, with this whole play as it looks like she's consuming and making another bit of a conglomerate, you know, monstrosity down in there. And so when you do end up having everybody teleport back to the apartment, the it seems like it's kind of like, oh, man, it's cleared out. Nobody's here. Oh, my. Somebody look up. I hate this in movies. By the end of this, when we had the idea that she came here because, like, you know, she's like Mr. Hong, obviously, but also the smell of the life and the fire. And then, like, realized, like, you know, had visions of the back girl and how she was there. because She found her mask. But we know that neighbors are going missing in the spirit world to Popo and Bowen. 
And in this one, it seems like, okay, I, this one got away, Mr. Hong. I got to collect him because he's part of my collective. Oh my God, there's more here. And out of nowhere, this entire like end of the book just becomes Evil Dead Rise, where the Deadites are just taking over the everybody in the apartment to the point where you have this one giant co- like uh, collective hanging on the ceiling, waiting to pounce down when our heroes show up. Yeah, and so Alyssa Wong, some of the things going on, That's and I feel like so. some of this. But like, remember when you get cast in the spirit world, the big play of that was, oh my god, they she can smells smell like life. you, your life. They're gonna get you. I'll just put this cloak on. By the way, I, right. I, I ended up branding it for you. I, I love the brand. So you got that. So that just gets pushed aside. Now, maybe, and I wish this would be, she's bleeding right now. That might end up causing some problems, but I don't think it will. But I, in my no. mind, it should. In my mind, uh, you know, blood just out there. This should be like, you know, blood in the water for sharks and things like that. But I think you're done with that part. Well, we say that, but we also don't know how this spirit world works as opposed to any other spirit world at all. It's just, I smell life until I don't. Who knows if the, like this cloak has covered up the, the bandages of blood that's in her arm from a cat demon man biting down on her. And so as we're going forward with this, we end up having Cass. Oh, my God, they smell me. I'm in trouble. No, put a cloak on. Okay. Cool. Oh man, we got to get to this portal really quickly. And if this doesn't happen, we're oh, we got another portal with my sister that I never met. Boom. Then we get in, and it's the beast of a thousand eyes. Oh no, this is the worst. We can't like almost like you're letting in this crazy deal, and it's gonna throw. Out. Oh, we just stop it. Oh, I'm gonna make a cleaver that looks like cloud sword. Like everything ends up feeling big until it doesn't. Well, Very even the quickly. idea when we go through the portal, it's like, okay, we went through the rift of the portal that is my sister and she allowed us to open this whole thing because she is the portal of my connection to this world. Let's go through, Constantine. All right, now we're in between the realm of the spirit world and real life, and now you're going to have to fight all of your exes who have harsh feelings about you yeah. who also you've wronged in your life until we get on the other side. Oh, my God, a beast of a thousand eyes. I'm like, cool. You're just overwhelming the shit out of me right now and with the spirit world. you're overwhelming the shit, but never really adding on to anything everything ends to get to the next thing and doesn't really go now in that while we're talking about it wouldn't it be cool if you find out now xanthi would have known better but it'd be cool if because you have to give you know everybody needs something to get something to be that portal or sister ends up having something done i don't know i don't know i'm expecting at some point to have the sister in the spirit world somehow as a captive i i just wonder what's happening you're still waiting for the mom to show up Start doing the magic. I just, I just, I want to understand the context of all that. Titty eyes, as you say. Yeah. And that's the problem, I think, at this issue three in. There were some very interesting because things going on. Everybody but I think a sat lot of at the table. Well, like, Nobody oh my asked God. a like, question. We got done issue number one. Xanthi's there, like, you know, all adult Xanthi now, been dead for years and years. The mother walks up, recognizes, oh my God, you're alive. I thought you've been dead for the last 15 years. Come on home, baby. It's time for some supper. We get to the next issue. Everybody is sitting at the table like nothing has happened. Everything's fine. Talk no. about how she's going to marry a nice doctor one day. You marry like, a doctor. And then yeah. and all of a sudden she has magical powers where she can make him sit in the chair and nobody's asking any questions about yeah, it. Nobody's like, asking what questions. What's happening? When you end up having, you know, oh, that whole magic and you have the mom give that talisman and everything. I'm starting to think, wait a minute, the mom, this has all been a setup. The mom is having, we're going to find out the dad and the sister, they're puppets. They're not. But never. We didn't They're get all that. paper people. Not one person asked, where the fuck did you come back from being dead? Like, not one person Nobody said. Nobody asked anything. Like, nothing. And then it became the dead naming thing. And it was so, like, over the top, like, And forced. I understand. You, you want to have the dead naming things, but you really, 
you can't like you know bury the other stuff that you brought up because very, everything at this point in time is important on top of this. You can't leave things behind because you want to do the dead name thing for Xanthi. Seriously, this is going to end. I'm, I'm telling you right now. Issue six at the end, they're going to end up fighting off whoever is the big bad at that point. And then they're going to get expelled out the portal. And the mom, probably involved up to that point, will say, oh, my God, I love you, Xanthi. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry, Eric. And I'm like, come on now. When you're there at a dinner, and like I said, it's not just the concept. It's that it wasn't set up. And there were so many other things that you can go with. Like if I'm here and I end up fighting off a zombie apocalypse, save you and Jess. And I grab you. And the first thing you say to me is, hey, you got that $3 you owe me? I'm like, what? That's all you have to say? Like all that nonsense. And it just felt so Money's tight, man. This economy? It's a zombie apocalypse, Eric. What are you going to do with money? What are you going to get? Zombie pants? I'm going to wait for it to blow over. <laughs> you're gonna get, yeah, blow over. We're going to go out and... I don't know what we'd do if there was a zombie apocalypse. I saved you at this point because I thought you knew what to do. Now I realize I wasted my time. You don't know shit, Eric, though you are Look, a horror movie fan. I, I will tell you what exactly like I do every time I see a zombie apocalypse. I lean back in my chair and I enjoy myself. That's all yeah. I'm going to do against with a real one. That's when that, that crocodile drug came out in florida people are eating faces off you thought it was you say that i went to my parents (laughs) house after work when that shit was going on and they're watching the news and all of a sudden across the freaking board on the actual news itself zombie apocalypse or a zombie attack and i almost lost my shit like it's happening well that that is the thing that's the fun play like if it really was happening nobody would believe it you'd believe it you'd actually survive because you died I'd be crapping my pants. You better, while you're running, grab toilet paper, because if you're going to come get me, I'd love the idea. I'm sitting here thinking that you're coming to save me. <laughs> and honestly, come. I, I've lived through COVID at this point in time. Any little thing happens oh, in this world, you? immediately I'm, I'm grabbing toilet paper because yeah. I know how sh- rare that shit gets. Yeah, really. Or did you live through it? Maybe this is the Matrix. But Actually, I'm hoping it's the spirit world so I can cross back and forth. So I'm going to go into the real world and make some origami cigarette packs of cigarettes and take them <laughs> to the spirit world. I'm going to live That's like a king. That's all you're doing, jumping back and forth. That's all you're making is cigarettes. <laughs> in this economy? Oh, you son of a bitch. Uh, I'm just making big cleavers and giant. Walks. Walks. I'm making fried rice, Eric. But I, I'm making all the shrimp fried rice, so you won't like me. That's True. it. And plus, I'm going to swim my ass to Melbourne. That's what I'm doing. Fine rose. Uh, so when they come in to this room, like it is that classic where a lot of times you'll go in and you'll have, like I don't know, Deathstroke, and he's on the top. Or you get like a Spider-Man, somebody hiding. This is a little bit too much to not see when you come in. Look at this much. Let's just really hope it's high ceilings. Uh, and one of them's going to drool, and it's going to put out Constantine's cigarette, and then they're going to attack. And I'm telling you, with, with all of these, like, you know, souls, let's call them this, like, actual physical bodies in the spirit world for how they are, but they're all just an amalgam collective of freaking, like, grossness, okay? Just stuck to the wall. And I imagine on top of drooling, it's just a lot of sweat for how the body on body, all the skin touching. So this is oh, yeah. going to be raining down drip- like droplets yeah, of sweat Yeah, that's all everywhere. I keep thinking and like, you know, Especially other if I was things part of it. too. Because this does look like like a centipede situation as well. You got to have somebody that's the, the butthole. I, I don't need that. I somebody. Don't the butthole. Who's somebody. the butthole? <laughs> Somebody's got to be the butthole. <laughs> so with all this, though, I still think it was better than last issue. It actually kind of gets forward. But again, I feel like I'm being left behind at points or that everybody is. And we're not getting enough of the information or enough of these scenes to make an impact before we move on to the next big scene. 
that will then not have any impact. But still, uh, I did not like last issue. Was really worried. This gets. I don't it a remember what I gave last track. issue. I think I gave a certain FU score, if I, not I lower. Just, but I just know that I'm not a fan of the series at this point in time, ever since the first yeah, issue, sucks, because every right? step of the way, it seems like it just wants to lose me with all the stuff it's adding without answering any questions. And even just the idea, the concept of this spirit world, is like we, we decided that we had to spend a lot of time telling everybody how paper works from here to there, but still, I just don't understand the concept of a lot of things and how they work. And then we have a big bad that's crossing over to the real world. Portals aren't working. Lazarus Rain somehow is involved because of nonsense. And I'm like, I just don't get this anymore. And I feel like I'm really left behind. And while I was here because, oh my God, it's got Constantine and Batgirl. This has to be the ultimate freaking book out of all of these books that are coming out for the, le- like, what is it? We Are Legends line. But I'm just like, I-, I don't know if I can really feel connected to this world because it feels like Alyssa Wong wants to leave you behind every step of the way. I, I agree. And that's a lot of times, that's what a lot of her books end up doing. And that's why I said, I'm scared to, uh, and actually, for everything, I actually liked Popo and Bowen and wanted more of them and thought we were going to get more. And in here, they kind of just get pushed aside. And that's another thing. A lot of times with Liz Wong book, and it really Afro was the big one, cast of a thousands, Eric. But everybody just gets pushed aside until they're needed as a prop. They end up where they'll not say anything. They'll just be in the back. Oh, we need that for one line. Boom. And that's what it seems like we're already getting here as well. But we are getting a lot of cast, which we wanted. Constantine's along for the ride, but at least he's not a dupe. And Santhi's okay. But what would you give? What score? Ultimately, I'd give this a 5.5 out of 10 yeah, because I still enjoyed the art. And the thing is, it's there's interesting aspects to the book. It just doesn't all come together for me as a whole per issue anymore. Like I thought it would after the first issue. It's just kind of disappointing, but I'm still kind of, still kind of optimistic because there's still things that I want to know about, but it's just heaps and heaps of things. I'm like, are we like, and especially because of what you know from Melissa Wong's previous work and stuff like that. And you like what you've been talking about. I'm like, are we ever going to get back to the things that I actually think are important or actually care about? Maybe they're not important. I don't know how this is going to work for everything that's being thrown at us right now. Yeah, and uh, I've talked about things, and me and you both have, on the podcast of what... We're halfway be, over. What do I know? What's the most important thing? What happens at the end of this? What do you want to go forward? And I really want to know more about the spirit world. I want to kind of really like Xanthi because those are the two things that, you know, could continue on, but... Like you said, I think that the big thing to be optimistic about, because I'm a 5'5 five five as well, is that there's not that much going on overall, that it really is like a, a runaway train that she could write the ship very easily by Hopefully. just connecting a couple things. And then we'll be kind of into it. But it could also it's like right there on the line. If it goes more to the other side, it could go really off the rails very quickly. And then we'll be completely lost. And I feel like after this issue, we're at that point. That either it's going to come together and we're going to be like, all right, this is awesome. Or, yeah, we we lost track of what's going on because I feel like I'm losing track and I think she might be as well. But 5.5 from both of us, unfortunately. But hopefully, you know, things I'm telling you at the beginning of We Are Legends, if we would have placed bets, I don't think either of us would have thought that City Boy would be our favorite. Oh, no, absolutely not. I didn't want to do anything but make fun of City Boy. It's funny because you threw out all the stuff that we do. You keep bringing up the vigil. I mean, every time Stormwatch comes in, the vigil. T- like, Stormwatch versus the vigil. I can't wait. That shows, though, that you're, you've got a connection with that book. Like, there's something to that as well. A huge st- connection. There's just a small concept that I grabbed a hold of that works really well with that Stormwatch book over in Batman, the Brave and the Bold. And the, the other part of all this, though, City Boy being our fa- it, it might be the fact that we really, really deal with City Boy. Cameron, Cameron Kim is where it's at right now. And there's not a cast of a million. 
We have nope. a couple characters. We have some villains, but it's him. I got Boss Chen. I got Fujimoto. That. I got all these characters that somehow I remember it. It feels important because Inner Gang's involved in Metropolis, which means Dark Side as well. I'm like, somehow you did it, City Boy. You freaking <laughs> stood above the rest. City and it's, Boy. it's ridiculous to me to think of how you were able to do this. I know. And, and tons of parody songs. <laughs> tons of parody songs. But yeah, I, I, I really like City Boy. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to the vigil again because I think Randy can pull that together i hope i was feeling a little on edge last last issue as well i know and that's why i really like that city boy and where maybe the focus should be a little more you know laser focused in these first things so that you can get these characters down and that's what's happened with city boy but unfortunately dr um, makari i'm going away yeah yeah we'll see how it goes and you have a theory the son of makari the theories. i know well we'll have to see i don't know but all in all or is it just there a, you go. identity that makari's taken on this point TGIF, Eric. Rod, it's Friday. Brutal, ugly Mannheim. Where is Desaad? You like the Marquis Desaad? You like that piece of crap? He was in The Invisibles that me and Gray are doing on our uh, Grant Morrison deal. And that guy, he's a piece of crap, Eric. He's not a a nice guy. I just imagine, like, hey, you like the Marquis Desaad? You might as well have said, hey, Eric, you like sex and pain. (laughs) You like (laughs) it, Eric? You like it? But that's on air. So these weren't the... These weren't the great. Are you dancing on there? This these weren't the greatest of books. Again, I was going to spell out at the beginning as well. If you're new to this TGIF and all this, this isn't a pick of oh, these are our favorite books of the week or anything. These are just books that we picked for this show. These are the Kirk and Cameron's. We, we, we talked behind. about it. We talked about it before. It's because we want to have the spooky podcast this weekend, and that's what's going to happen. And when we get to this weekend, we're going to have our big show. If you want to get early access to it, you can also go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird signs. Also get that. What's it called? Spotlight that had the uh, world's that, that, finest team Titans. Number one and unstoppable doom patrol. Number four. But this week on the regular podcast, we'll be talking about night terrors. Number one, big book, Eric, big book. Big people book. were mad at me. I ended up doing a YouTube review and I think I lost some people because I ended up, not really loving it. Mm, oh my but, god! I, I may have I may have made a joke at the beginning at some people's expense, but I didn't mean it like that. Somebody did point that up last night, and I'm oh, like, "Wow, I was just joking, yeah. just joking, calling people Canceled. jerks, aren't you?" I wasn't calling people jerks. I'll tell you what I said uh, when we get done here. Night Terrors, Green Lantern, number one. <laughs> don't want to say it now. I might lose people. Jeremy Adams. Oh, it, it, yeah, it's too intricate. Yeah, I don't uh-huh. want to bring up. I don't want to open up old wounds. Night Terrors, Green Lantern, number one. Jeremy Adams. I hope that plane doesn't crash. Hopefully. Oh, my. Somebody called Red Tornado. Okay. Night Terrors, Robin, number one. Book that we talked about at the end of our spotlight that people either love or hate it, Steve. And I but, hope to love it because I love yeah, those we'll see Robins. That. We got Night Terrors, Shazam, number one. Night Terrors, The Flash, number one. That is a Barry Allen book. And then Night Terrors, Zatanna. Zatanna and Robot Man. Making up rhymes and solving some crimes. Those two are doing. I'm just so happy it's Robot Man and Zatanna. Because out of nowhere, it's like, here's a book with Zatanna and Bizarre. I'm like, you just don't want me to read it, don't you? that would be the best. And then all of a sudden, Etrigan joins in. They're all form a rap group. Oh, my goodness. Bizarro talk backwards magic and rhyming. Get out of I town. I want Satana to start talking backwards, and that does not compute. Is that how Cliff talks? You give me robot the double man? talk. That does not compute. I hate that backwards Classic magic. Robot man. I still think that you should have one word bubble that has the backwards stuff, and then superimpose a purple deal that actually I can read. And then I'd be in there. It'd be very easy. I've tried to do it a couple times myself. doesn't work out my way. 
but yeah. I think they could figure that out. Or just do it like well, the last issue. They're speaking French. I don't speak French, so you have the little brackets. Backwards magic. <laughs> I know it doesn't work out that way, and it's not as cool, but it's not cool. It drives me nuts. Like you said on the Patreon spotlight, when Zatanna does it, there's no rhyme or reason of if it's right to left, left to right. It, mm. I'm telling you, though, when they actually have it on, like, some animated series or something along the lines, whenever Zatanna shows up and you have this, like, the voice reversed to, like, you know, how you do in, like, some audio stuff, I actually think it's really cool because it comes off pretty epic. And pretty much you can tell what's going on because they show you what kind of magic's happening. I don't have to, all right, now, how am I going to read this here from left to right, backwards, forwards, ups and downs? Yeah, you don't have that, like, weird flange backwards talking like you have in the Beatles, right? Yeah. And you, and you have the Beatles doing it, like, in Rain. that was one of the first times but on all this (laughs) thanks everybody but that is the tgif thanks for uh, joining us for that we are done here we'll be back with the big spooky show like i said early access saturday night but if you want to listen or watch that'll come out on a regular feed on youtube on sunday so with all that eric that's it sign our sucker what do we say at the end in a world for chimps always make sure that you go ape you are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.